All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Three Los Global. I'm here with Dionisi. My name's William. I'm going to be your host today, filling in for CJ. Dionisi, how are you, man? I'm fine, man. I, I didn't expect us to go live twice in a row, but what do you know? I guess with this club. Yeah, it's unfortunate times. Um, a lot of big news coming out of Pirea today. I know you got more information on it than I do, but from what I can see, it's a brand new sporting director and a brand new head coach. Is that that's everything? I think. <laughs> as far as I know, yeah. Yeah. With the with the club's radio silence, it's not always easy to tell. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you bring that up straight off the bat because like we um we don't get much information from the club rarely ever and then in one day they announce in one press conference the head coach and the new sporting director but we did kind of have a feeling that it was coming um so it is funny that you say that um but yeah today we're just going to be going over obviously stuff about the new head coach and the uh new manager um do you see do you have a quick analysis on the manager the main thing and the main problem, anyone and me too, to be honest, have, is that in 23 years he's been in 21 teams, which is concerning to say the least. Yeah. His best year, but least recently, that comes off my memory, is that two years stint with Braga, where he pretty sure he won the league once as well. Mm hmm. Okay. It was. Yeah, 2020 to 2022. So, like, we'll, we'll start the conversation here because um, with a new head coach, obviously Martinez, had, he did have a rough time towards the end there. Um, but you think about the beginning of the season, we got off to, like, what was it, like eight straight games undefeated. Um, we're playing some decent football, and and uh, there's CJ in the chat there. Um yeah, we did uh, win a lot of games at the beginning of the season. I think it was something crazy, like a good unbeaten run. Um, and then just a rough time at the end there. So I'm just wondering, like, are we expecting results straight out of the gate or what What? What should we be expecting from this coach? I think the main goal is to get us into Europe, to be honest, more than anything. Knowing how the club has worked in the past, Let's say three years, which is a bit depressing. It's results after results. So I really don't know. It's the first time I'm confused more than anything on what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, the lack of communication from the club kind of does that to you, doesn't it? Like you think about the new coach and how we knew before it was announced. And it was pretty, it was pretty clear to see that he was going to get the sack um which i think to a lot of fans was kind of unfortunate because like i said he did do well at the beginning um and now with this multi-club ownership with rio ave that came into play um we're going to go through that in kind of like a timeline type thing in a couple seconds but um it's just very strange very strange times for for the club um oh looks like Chrysos is awake 
and able to join. We'll see. Uh, maybe you can get them up. The only I'm just going to go through a bit of the timeline here real quick, but it would be nice to get a third opinion on uh, yeah. what's been going on today. Um, so November 5th, we're going into a derby against Pauk. And we come out of that derby with a 4-2 defeat, right? Um, then we played, who was it? Panetolikos uh, and... It was, who, Asteras, who was the other game? Asteras, that's right. Yes. So we played two games in between there, which were always going to be more comfortable uh, games for us. And then the 5-0 to Freiburg, and then the 2-2 the most recent game to Volos, which I think is the game where um, it was, it was kind of evident that Martinez was not going to be around um, the players going to celebrate the goals with him. Right. They were all um, trying to get him involved. I uh, felt like just trying to um, show their appreciation for what he's done. Even Um that was my kind of take on on the game. I woke up late. It was early in the morning. Honestly, forgot they were playing. <laughs> I didn't actually see the game. Saw the highlights. Um, it's about a 15-minute highlight. Probably doesn't do it justice. But overall, like, that game, was that – do you think that was the turning point? Or could it have been even earlier, like Freiburg or Pauk or something like that? If you're talking about the – the turning point for Martinez going, mm. it was probably Pauk. Yeah. But if you're talking about the main turning point about how the club is right now, I'd even say it was whatever happened with the Parathnaikos game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. Um, that whole game was just shambolic. It's a whole it another conversation. Legal shit show. Yeah, it did. Well, I mean, we're never going to be playing in front of fans again, apparently. Like, the amount of times we've been getting suspended and hit with fines, even on the road to Volos, we're getting hit with stuff. You know, it's just not a good look on the club. And it's really sad to see. Nothing is a good look on the club. Yeah. Right now, At honestly. this moment, no, there really isn't. Um. But two new arrivals to the background staff. So it's Pedralves and uh, Carlos uh, Carvalho. Um, what are what do you think we should expect from them? I know you talked briefly about their history. Um, are we expecting like a defensive minded type of thing? Because that's what I've personally seen from previous jobs. <laughs> As far as I know, uh, Carvajal plays mostly with a 4-4-2, which I'm really concerned about how it's going to work right. here, especially knowing how we've dealt with defensive coaches in the past. Uh-huh. But to be honest, I don't know much about the sporting director. I know he's the one who, who brought the story up from the third division, I'm pretty sure. Because he's been there since July 2018 till now. Oh, wow. But I okay, so he's, don't he's... know much else. Huh. 
I'm sure we'll see a bunch more information on them, um, especially in the coming days. Um, 3-4-3 and 4-4-2. Okay. 3-4-3 is a bit strange. I I can't remember us playing with three at the back. Three at the back. I rarely remember uh, Martins doing that, but... In like cup games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I specifically remember a cup game with who was it? It was a second division side that Kalamata, I think, to be honest. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ari is apparently here from uh okay. Gen Seven. You guys are up early. Well, yeah, Ari, Ari, for me, it's late. For me, it's uh, midnight. Yeah, it's about 4.50 p.m. here in Ontario. It's a, it's a pretty chilly day, but um, we had to hop on and talk about this because, honestly, I was not ready for a new manager. I was not ready to see Martinez go. Um, I thought that seeing... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we got a Greek and a Canadian on today. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wasn't really ready to see Martinez go. Um, I thought that what he was doing, you could see the patterns of play, you could see the direction he was trying to take the club in. The only things that I have to criticize about Martinez is maybe um, his game management. Um, I'm thinking the substitutions, taking out all four of our attackers in a big game, uh, thinking specifically Bachka. If you think back to that game, we're two nil ahead. <laughs> and by the end of it, we're two nil down. And that was taking Fortunis, Bodens, Masuras, and Alkabiov. And I think and, he took them off fairly too, didn't he? He did. Correctly. He did. It was 75th, 65th minute type of thing. Maybe even earlier than 75th, but um, it, it just, um, I'd say that is something I'm critical of with him. Um, I would say also the loans. I don't know who's in charge of that. Maybe that's more Cordon, but. Um, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure Nottingham is in Cordon. Right. Well, I, have... I just read something today about the uh, Premier League and how they were going to ban loan from any um, multi-club ownerships within the Premier League, but they voted against it. So that will not be happening because that yeah. would see Biancon, Scarpa, um, who else? Richards. Yes, Richards. Uh, who else? I took so many. I don't even remember it, at this point. Yeah, me neither. That might be it. Um, Carvalho isn't alone. No, no. He's, he's been here for yeah. a while. Yeah, Yeah, he's been here for a while. Um, yeah, I think that's it from Nottingham. Yeah. Well, if... I think it was that... one vote off as well. Yeah, yeah, it was very close. They needed um, 
uh, a two-thirds majority. So about 14? 14 clubs would have done that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got 13, to be honest. Oh, well, we were very close to offloading quite a few loans in January, but I guess things just don't turn out sometimes. That would have been a bit of a blessing. Yeah, we wouldn't um, lose much, to be honest. Well, let's talk about what we want to see from the club going forward from this point on until maybe, I don't know. We have a game coming up against Bachka. We got a game coming up. You said the weekend might be canceled, I, didn't you? Yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is a reported. Uh, this shouldn't even be a thing. The ref from Hodlos got death which is something to not even comment about. So UEFA took notice, and there are talks about punishments. I don't know if it will be to Greek football in general, to us, I'm not sure. Okay. But it's reported that the refs in support of the referee of that game will go on strike this weekend. So no game is certain. Okay. So <laughs> Yeah, it will probably be us. It will probably. It's um are you in the chat, but no, like <laughs> um the other clubs are making statements. Realistically, I did not expect to hear anything from anyone um about uh this thing from Volos that happened. I don't I don't know this how to describe this situation, but I know that, yeah, I um, but it it would probably get us demonetized, so I won't. And all right, we'll call it um, unfortunate. <laughs> um, I didn't expect to hear anything about those um, unfortunate uh, things that happened this weekend. We'll go with that. We'll go with the um, uneducated sentence that I just came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, um, it really surprises me to see Olympiacos um, revealing a new manager and a new sporting director in the same day. Because when it comes to stuff like that, Ari just brought it up. We don't hear anything. It's it's radio silence from the club, and it um, it can be frustrating as a fan. Um, I don't know about you, Dionisi, but like. I want to know what's going on with the club. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, and we just had radio silence for that long. And I don't know. I'm not expecting them to say anything about it. Dionysi, is there any reports from Greece saying? <laughs> like, is, is that all we know that they're going on strike and there might not be games this weekend? I mean, that wasn't even from uh, us. All we did was complain. Right. The ironic thing is that from all the things we could have uh, said that game, what we did was complain about the referees. Nothing right. else. No care for the fans, the players, nothing else. Uh, I don't know what else to say about the club. It's been radio silence for years, honestly. 
Katsuran is made of Volos debacle on the live stream. Okay. Didn't is that on the last live stream? I didn't really catch it. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the the comment. Okay. If it's from the last Betaradis interview, because I didn't see anything. That the referee's family got serious death threats. He asked for police protection. Wow. Yeah, that's that's what the strike is gonna be about. The, that's why uh, we are getting involved. And there are talks about serious punishments, apparently. Well, you know what? That's where. That's where the issues get stretched. You know what I mean? Because we have our own issues within the club, but there's also issues outside of it in terms of what happened in the Panathinaikos game, what happened at Volos, right? Right here, we can see Adi telling us that this referee's family is receiving death threats. That's that's a bit too far for me. You um, have a referee yeah. said they will deliver a strong action, get ready do you want to join up Ari? Ari, if you if you want to more than happy to get you on man yeah could you use a mind like yours or I mean, a state like this to be honest and it makes me nervous because how far are we going to go like how 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 low are we going to drop because we've been dropping gradually for the past two years, we thought it could. We thought it was rock bottom last year. It's worse this year. They gave us false hope, and now we're in this situation, that situation. New manager, new president, new this, new that. Fans are doing this. Sites. I just. <laughs> it's shocking. I, I don't know how low we could possibly get. Um, yeah, Adi, man. Um, Dionisi. Uh. I'm not sure if you're able to add him. I'll see what uh, I can do here. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure it's the it's the same link. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'll go off of what you said, and it's not that I'm worried about how low we'll go as a club mm -hmm. only. I'm mostly worried about what UEFA will do because it's at least in my experience, which is not much. Uh, talks about serious punishments from UEFA, which nothing to be played with, to be honest. I don't know if it's too much, but I'm even scared of a ban from you. Of what? Sorry, you kind of uh, cut out a bit. Ah, yeah, I'm sorry. Of a ban, That's okay. any kind of ban, right? Right, we have been deducted four points already this year. A ban would be horrendous for this club. This that is not what we want to see is a ban. Like we 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 don't we don't want to see any more of this in general because we are not used to seeing stuff like this. We're used to winning all the time and we're used to having great players and you know, great infrastructure and stuff like that, great managers. And right now, it seems like that sort of um, happiness that we get from that is kind of coming and going. Um, 
it's really going to be gone if we do get banned or if 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 we spiral downwards anymore right there's no way we can we can continue like this I, with I, I really don't know i really don't i don't know what i mean greek football is rotten anyways but i don't know what UEFA are able to do how much they'll care i really don't Sorry, I'm just trying to get uh, Adi into yeah, yeah, yeah. the um, stream here. And it um, goes back to what we said earlier. The radio silence from the club doesn't help. Not at all, especially when, when we went a whole few days, almost a week, where we didn't hear anything from the club and then... All of a sudden, we get all that news at once. I know I mentioned that I mean, we've, go, we've gone years without hearing anything, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do. We go, uh, we go in stints of not knowing where we stand, right? Like, at the beginning of the season, Cordon was brought in. They said, we're giving him the keys. He's going to run the show. He's going to take care of this team. Well, what's he doing now? Because he, now we have Reuav and Nottingham Forest that we have to share him with, right? So if he's got three separate clubs that he's looking after and he's... Uh, what, what was this new title? It was... Um, Global director. It was something like that. That's go, what I, the, the... Ari had said that. Uh, actually, that's what the the Red Bull the Red Bull Group calls them. It's something like a global director. It's I mean like he he, he was advisor for Nottingham even when he came in. Okay, he wasn't only at us as far as I'm aware. Okay, like it would be fine if there was two of us. I feel like. Because if that's one person, you're still dividing your attention, but it's still less and more. Uh, you're able to contain it better, and you're able to nurture each club in a better way because you have more time. Am I right on that? I mean, technically, yeah, but I am one of the... I don't know if I'm right on this, but I'm one of the people who didn't agree with the Nottingham thing either way, because I knew in some way or another we'd get affected negatively, because mm. it is still a Premier League club. Yeah, for sure. Also, it just started raining like hell, so I'm sorry for the bug. Really? Oh, that's okay. No, I can't yeah. hear it at all. You're you're all okay. Good. That's good. That's fine. Um, I just sent Adi the link there. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll get him maybe Chrisos in there soon as well yeah, yeah. Actually, let me forward this to him as well um, because this is this is um, this is one of those times where we need opinions <laughs> we do we do we need conversation we need debate yeah. because before 
two years ago, before last year, we'll say, things were pretty smooth under Martins. Um, aside from maybe the first season, but and even the that, last I, one. I, yes, yeah. Well, I'd I'd say more it was that kind of transition out, like out of Martins and into new manager. <laughs> yeah, into you know yeah, what I mean. Into, yeah, into whoever, who even was first? So we was went from, it? Who was it? We went from. Martins to was it Corberan? Corberan, and then we went to was it Michel? No, it was Anigo first. No, after Corberan, wasn't it Michel and then Anigo? Because Anigo was the last one. So many, man, I've forgotten. Yeah, probably you're right, but and that's that's bringing us up to our next point, right? I want to talk about this with you. Um, hopefully we can get the other two on because I, I want to hear yeah. some more opinions on this. Um, so this is about to be our sixth coach in two years. Martins, um, Corberan, um, Anigo, Michel, Martinez, and now this lad here. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it in the comments there. Perfect. Um, so that's a whole lot of managers to have in two years, right? Um, oh, here's Adi. He's about to join us here. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. How are you? Uh, thank I'm you. I'm good. Man. I'm good. Congratulations yeah. on growing the show. I had no idea there were non-Aussies here, so that's awesome. There's yeah, now. yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'm recent and Will is more recent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very this cool, is my cool. second show. And Dionisi, maybe your how many shows? Uh, this is either my fourth or my fifth. Okay. Yeah. Well, but like, I, I've mostly been on social media. I've missed like a show or two. Yeah, you're you're a warrior on, on Twitter and, and Instagram yeah, with it's amazing, man. But um, yeah, so Adi, you got any initial comments for us? Where to begin? Well, let's. Uh, where would you like to start? We can start with the manager. We can start with the disciplinary action that might be taken against us. We could start with the new sporting director, Marinakis and Rio Ave. There's so many places, right? <laughs> so I'll let you. I think, uh, I think yeah. the best place, I mean, I don't know, for me to start is the right now, how the fans, how what the outlook is with the fans, the atmosphere is the worst. It's the absolute worst I've witnessed. This is worse than 2018-2019 for me. Or sorry, 2017-2018 with... That was the season I wanted to say. Mm. I mean, that is... is, I mean, I remember how bad it was uh, during that. Like, I that that season was probably the closest I was to checking out because of how bad things were going. Um, And then I'm thinking also now of, like, what we've gone through. Not forget the last 18 months. Yeah. But... It's the last two and a half years because that least that last season under Pedro Martins is masked by the fact that we won the title. But we won the title 
because the other teams were shit. Bike was shit. Panathinaikos was shit. They just had started building their projects at the end of that season. And now look where it's gotten them. They, they looked at the success we had with Pedro Martins and they realized they had to get together. They had to get their shit together, put a project together, stick with it for more than six months. Otherwise, they weren't going to win a title for another 10 years. And look at look what happened. We then regressed. And it's, it's just really bad. It's, there, there's, we talked to a lot of people and it's just a mess from, from all, all fronts. I mean, nobody is really like actually hopeful about like what's going on about the coach. You know, we're, you give them your support. It's all you can do. That's kind of what we've been saying the last couple of days. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's a shitty situation that the fault of which lies on individuals who bear no responsibility for it, but that's a different story altogether. Um, and, you know, all, all we can do now is just hope that this guy can, can at least see the season out. Whether or not he sticks around even beyond that is a different story, but the, there's just so many, so many huge problems. We've talked about it. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's a comment right there, huh? Good. <laughs> now I'm expecting uh, Misha in the comments. Yeah, Misha is going to pop up. Adi, yeah. you, you raised some critical points, right? I think about how rapidly we have gone downhill. Um, and it's not just how far we've gone downhill, but how far the other teams have come. Um, you look at AK, um, Ike, AK, the Canadian term. Um, it just, uh, they've built such, um, such a stable project, at least up until now. I'm not sure I haven't taken a, a recent look at them, but is it more of us getting us regressing or other teams progressing? Like, what do you guys think? Dionisi, you want to start? Yeah, it's it's like Ari said. They took the Martinez example and they made it their own. And now they are what we set out to build and failed miserably. They're more of a family than a team. That's why it's working so well, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Um, Adi, you got anything to add to that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, well, yes, they, they, they definitely are. It kind of reminds me of how it was with Pedro Martins here the first two years, right? You could see the closeness of the players in the locker room. And, I mean, you could hear it when you spoke to the players also. And the difference became later on, like now, when we speak to players, I mean, the half the time they sound depressed. So... You know, anytime we've gone and visited the players and talked to them on the field, it's it's been one of those things. Not going to name names, but you know, it's that's the situation. It's a problem with leadership. Who are your leaders on the team? We don't know. Well, sorry, we know who the leaders are. Cosas Fortunis. But is he is he a is he is he the captain the team needs? You know what I mean? Right. An extremely talented football player, and it's and 
you can't deny that every player we talk to talks about how he's either the most talented football player they've ever played with, or he's one of the most talented, but is he a leader? Probably not. You know, it's, yeah, we, we don't have leaders anymore since like guys like Socrates left and Valbuena. That's mm-hmm. you know, For sure. they were, they were leaders. I yeah. said that on the last show as well. That I take Valpena back only for the effect he had in the in the locker room. Only that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think Adi and I can both agree with you on that because when I was growing up, at least for me personally, I always um, looked up to players like Georgievich. We had players like Dominguez. We had players like Cambiaso who were fighters, right? Um, just the type to live and die by the badge. And you just don't see that as much um, in general, but especially at this club. So is it recruitment? Is it coaching staff? Is it like, how, how are we going to solve this problem about us having having that lack of 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 fight right of character um i'm not too sure i i wouldn't know where to start um we appointed a new head coach and we appointed a new sporting director i guess that's a start um in terms of roster where where do we go from here what do we do with the loans what do we do with the contract expiring there's a lot there's a lot we got to do um not only in january but next summer you know what? Yeah, we'll do this right now. Adi, um, Dionysia and I were saying before the show, we want to do some kind of um, seller keep type of thing where I, I'm just going to name off players and you guys can tell me if, 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 if they can stay, if they, if they're, if we want them to stay, if they have the ability to stay or if they're going to be gone or if you want them gone. Um, Right away, I think of El Kabi. Is El Kabi a piece that we're going to keep around, or should we ship him off? Dionisi, you want to start? We shouldn't. We should definitely not have him as a starter, but I'd keep him around as a squad player or as a backup. Okay, you think that's a that's um. A good enough like throw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if we were to get rid of him, would would we be able to sell him? Like even in January, in, in the summer, if they want him gone, like are we going to be able to get a decent profit from him? What do you, what do you think? No, he's one year. He's only on a one-year deal. Oh, okay. All right. So when's his contract up then, Adi? This summer. This summer. It's what I had brought so... up, that half of Scottish loans and... Right. Half of them are out of contract. So, so, Madi Camera out of contract. Mm-hmm. Costa Fortuni out of contract. There's negotiations happening with that. Okay. Um, the the last thing reported was that he wants one and a half million uh, per season for a, for an extension. So for Madi, for for for, for Costa, for Costa. Okay. Okay. So. We'll, we'll see. I, 
what what do you think about Alkabi? Is that someone you would want to keep around? I honestly I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind keeping him as a rotation player because his work ethic is second to none. He reminds me of Guerrero in that mm. respect. Like the great for the press, great hustler. Mm-hmm. You love to have that. You need you need somebody with that effort. But yeah. we still would need a number one. We still need a number one striker. And then I also want I want to see Agassim Ba get some get some looks in the first team. I mean, this guy was he won the award for best B team player in the Super League Two last season. Uh, he won that award, and he everybody that sees him says great things about him. Every time I've watched him, he looks he looks good. I mean, you can't tell me this guy is going to be any worse than we've seen. Quality wise, the last two months he can't be any worse than Okabe, can he? That is such a good point because Vionisi has said this, CJ has said this, Chrisos has said this. I think all of us have, but we would all like a, a little bit more of an investment in the youth. Um, I heard you guys, Adi, um, not too long ago, maybe an episode or two ago, but you were talking about um, Ndoy. Um, I've always, I've always been a fan of Ndoy. I know he's not a center back and to be thrown into center back last year in a season like that, a position he doesn't know. He just got promoted to the first team. Um, thoughts on producing more young Greek talent like that and just putting them into the lineup, being patient with them. Can we be patient? Is this something that's possible in this club's culture? You know what I mean? What do you think, Adi? Did we lose him? Okay, we'll come back to it. Uh, Dionisi, what do you think? (laughs) It's a different question if we can be patient as fans or as a club. Mm. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it's aside the the constant radio silence, the the thing that troubles me the most about this club is that we rarely ever produce talent. Because if even if you think about people like Chimikas, for example, which is one of the best sales we've had in the last few years, he went on loan to was it Willem? I'm pretty sure it was Willem. He didn't really come up at us. He just came back at us and got right. his chance. Right. And then like, Fortunis went to Germany, for example. Kaiser Slautern, yeah. Kaiser Slautern, right. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we have so many, like I've told you of the show, I've told you guys of the show as well. We have, in my opinion, so many good talents, and it's now that the, the younger guys are playing in. The youth league as well, it shows that we're just not using at all. Not using it. And I feel like there's a part of a part of that aspect of of the youth where I think Adi's back. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, he's good. (laughs) Can you hear Uh, me now? Yeah, 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 you're good to go. Um, what do you think youth academy wise, like our, our, our youth players that are coming up, like uh, you guys have mentioned Costulas, um, Algasim Ba, Galo Geropoulos, uh, after, but, um, in terms Mosaic of, Kiedis. that's right. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. So integrating those type of players into our team, is that realistic? I mean, that's the dream, but realistic for Olympiacos, unfortunately, that we don't have the pattern of behavior that tells me that's going to happen, which is a shame because we also hear great things. We hear, I mean, incredible things about Costulas. Um, uh, Costulas is a guy that a lot of people have talked about as like the next big thing to come out of the academy. Now, of course, press talks about that a lot, but even people we have spoken to have said the same thing. Like, no, like forget every player that comes through and he's the next Ronaldo, this next Messi, that like Costulas is an incredible player and he's so young. Is so, it he 16? He's 16. That's it. And don't forget, we have DB Chieda, the Real Madrid Academy product that's been hurt for like two years. And he gets on his first in his first game with the B team and he scores two goals. He's another he's 19 or maybe he just turned 20. Um, he's another one. Incredible player. Uh, we, have, we have so much talent in this academy. But the problem part of the problem that leads to why we don't play our academy talent is the fact that the coaches that come in here, we don't we don't allow projects to happen. So because we don't allow projects to happen, every coach is under the gun to perform and to win every game. They're not likely to trust youth. They're not likely to trust these guys. Look at Diego Martinez. It, he's trusted youth in the past and his other at his other jobs, but he didn't promote anybody except who was already there in the first team. So how can you expect a coach to take risks? when they have so little room for error uh, at, here at Olympiacos. And that's part of that's the problem. It's not just an Olympiacos thing, by the way. That is a Greek culture thing. We are one of the worst countries in Europe when it comes to uh, participation minutes for, for academy products. Aren't we the second worst? Pretty sure. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't think it's second worst. I actually think it's like a few countries underneath us. But yes. like the teams that are underneath us, it's like Turkey and Cyprus. And... They, the like, it, I think this season only 13%, 13.7% of total minutes have been played by academy products. And it's like, it's really bad. And Olympiacos is like the one of the top three teams in terms of minutes played because Retsos counts as an academy product, right? So, yeah, I, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and then Indoy has been playing a lot too. And Pascalakis counts as well. So uh, it's, it's a joke. And, and this, is, this, is, this is stuff that, that we're talking about here. Like you look at Balk and I think it's, it's Banyonios. Banyonios and Balk were the two teams ahead of us. And even them, even them, they're not playing as many. Like you look at the Portuguese league, the Serbian league. We looked at even the Swiss league. And all of their top teams, it's like at least – 30%, sometimes 40% of the total minutes played is from like you, their academy products that are playing. It's, it's garbage. And it's the, the worst case about the worst thing about it too, is like, we talk about, Oh, Greek teams don't have money. Greek teams don't have money. Well, the best way for you to generate money and to save money is to play your own products. Like the Greek players, their wages are less than the foreign mercenaries that you play in. And you can't tell me they're worse than some of these other guys. And if you sell them, you make a profit, but no, there's this awful mentality in Greek football, and we've heard it from players we've done interviews of. Uh, I just did an interview of a, of a former Libyakos Academy kid 
Um, he's a he's he's a Greek American that went and the guy for, that plays for Teixeira. Yes, he used to play for Libyakos. You see, he went and he was playing for Ilisiakos, who is in Ramethniki right now, and he's back from injury. So I got to do the interview with him, and he said the same thing. Like they bring in these they, because they paid. The the way the owners look at it is they bring these guys in. They're paying them, right? They paid to get them. They're paying them a bigger salary. It's they feel like they have to play them to get their investment. But then they have players on the bench, Greek kids that get the shaft, and they don't get a chance. And it's very difficult for them to get a chance. It's a Greek thing, and it's awful. It's part of the how the terrible football culture that we have. It, it that is a very uh, good way to describe the mentality in Greek football. Because there are a lot of talented players that never end up fulfilling that talent. Um, whether if you know if they stay in the Greek league or they go elsewhere, it it oftentimes it doesn't pan out. And I do think that is a mentality thing. I'm not sure Dionysi, if you agree, I saw you nodding your head, but it it is a serious issue, you know. Um, I would love to see more Greeks in, you know, thriving in, in England or Spain or France or something like that. But it's hard to move these players on, whether they don't have the right attitude or or they're just not cut from the same cloth as the players, the youth players that the team has that, you know, we're selling these players to. I'm not sure what it is, but there is a mentality problem. And it does come down to the clubs in Greece not giving these players a chance. Um, Dionysi, you got anything to add to that? Honestly, I think I can add one more problem to the the youth situation, and that's the Greek press and the media and how horrible and money-driven everything is. Mm. Like how they've said... Like how Ari mentioned that they've been all over Kostoulas lately about how well he's done. And with the first mistake, they'd kill the kid. They'd write him off yep. immediately. Just like they've done, I remember a big part of Greek media when he came up was uh, Androjo. Yes, very talented player. Killed his career, in my opinion. Him, like even more talented. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninis, remember Ninis, the Greek Schweinsteiger. After yeah, like Roma, they were calling him the Greek. Uh, what were they call him? Yeah, I think it was the Greek Schweinsteiger. And look what happened. I and can bring you someone worse, the Greek Messi, Fetfajidis. Oh. Yeah, he quickly be became the Gadaiki. Or how about Vlachodimos, the Greek Cristiano Ronaldo? He has like gold. Yes. Do you remember that? And he became the not Greek the Cristiano not Ronaldo. the keeper. With... Pa Pan Panagiotis, right? Yes. Yeah. Panagiotis. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Kuchianikoulis, no the one-hit wonder for Bob back Cold in uh, 2012. Kuchianikoulis yeah. was really fast. Did really well. I think it was against um, um, uh, not, not Kalamata. Well, one of the, like the bottom feeder teams mm. um, that was relegation team, 
that was up. And he, like, did amazing against them one game. Greek Cristiano Ronaldo, the next thing you know, he's back in the abyss of Greek football. Never right. mentioned, never to be mentioned again. Exactly. That's the thing. There's so many players like that. How many examples did we just come up with on the spot in that span of 10 seconds, at least four or five? Imagine if we had a dedicated 30 minutes of looking at players who played well in Greece went elsewhere or uh, didn't fulfill that potential, what they're doing now, right? Um, I think of even our goalie not too too long ago, maybe 2019, 2020, we had a a goalkeeper named, uh, was it Yaniotis? He's off to Turkey now. Yeah. There's a lot of players that, have come out of the league that just kind of disappear and then they'll come back into play. I'm pretty sure Yusuf Fethlazidis, he's at what, Apoel maybe? Is that where he's at? He's somewhere. He's been too many teams. No clue. Yeah, but all these guys are are still playing and, and it shows you that they dropped off very young. So do we need to hang on to play? Like look at Solis, right? So Solis came from Pauk. Um, this is more about, you know, Greek players nationally, but, um, Solis went to Norwich at 19, I think it was right. Um, which this was not too long ago. He went to Netherlands and then he went to Germany, Germany. And there's not as much hype around him but he's playing well, at least from what I've seen, right? So is is there a lack of coverage on when these players are flourishing later on too? Not just, I'm not sure how to say it. The media likes to kick them when they're down, but when they're up, there's not much support from that same media. You know what I mean? It's more about or the next they're... big thing. Right. I can't really you mean, find the I, words I, of Like, I see what you mean from, like, a recovery standpoint. Like, like, when you have the next big thing, he then fails spectacularly for a while. And then when he has a resurgence, you don't hear from him again. Like, look, that's at, right. look at um, uh, Likoyani, for, mm. you know what I mean, for us. Shipped off. He's actually playing really well in Italy right now. Isn't Not, he in Monza? Yes. Uh, yeah. He oh, was in um, uh, Cagliari. Yes, and oh. uh, he just scored a free kick goal that I watched the other day, <laughs> and it was it was fantastic. I, actually, I think he's at Bologna now. If I Likoyanis, wrong. wow, that's crazy. Anyway, I think he's at. I could have sworn he was at Bologna because I watched a free kick goal that he scored. But like, he's doing well, and that's like another guy. That's another great backup left back to have. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you going to tell me this guy's worse than Kimi? Absolutely not. I refuse to believe it. You can even make a sound about Nicolau as well. Yeah. Yes. But you know what? Even in the even in that respect, like the Nicolaus, Lambro talked about it uh, a couple yeah, yeah, shows sure. ago. Those are huge successes for the club. Like, you get a guy into the academy. Okay, maybe he doesn't do it for you. You get three, four million, that's a success for us. Three, four million is a lot of money we can use to bring in to bring in other players. Like with Ndoy, 
there's a lot of like controversy around Doi and whether people like him or don't like him and he's Greek, non-Greek, whatever. It doesn't matter. He did what he did for us. He helped us in a really tough time for the club. As the club quality, as the player quality on the roster gets elevated, he kind of sticks out more, especially in the center back position. You get three, four million out of him, that's a success. That's what we should be doing. All these players wasting away just for us to cut their contracts and they go elsewhere. Galogeropoulos looked amazing at Volos. You're, you're telling me he couldn't, he, he couldn't do a job for us? You know, all of these guys, there's no reason we shouldn't be getting small fees for them, using them, giving them a little time here and there in, in, in matches just to help with our depth. I refuse to believe they're worse than some of the dead weight we have on the team. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I was just saying to uh, Donisi earlier that I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for Ndoy. I do like... Um, He's good. Yeah, that's okay. He's, he's cutting in <laughs> yeah, and out. Well, that's all right. You, you you had the nice point to go on. But uh, like when when we were um when we were discussing this earlier about Ntoy, I am a huge advocate for him because when he came in at that difficult time in a different position that he hasn't played, it's not like it was shambolic. At times it was, but if you were to stretch out all of his performances and then squish it into an average, it wouldn't be poor. I wouldn't classify him as poor last season. Last right? season, he was one of the... I don't know if it was how poor we were in general, but <sighs> he was one of the bright points of the season. Yeah, And that's playing at a position he doesn't know. So imagine if you were... Yeah, say, he's out of position. To a defensive midfield position. If he goes in there... And we are, you know, and 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 he performs. Why not just leave him at defensive mid? Whose spot is he going to be taking? Alexandropoulos or Masuras, who honestly are fine on the bench. Masuras is fantastic. He's a great player. Off the bench, he, he's even better off the bench. Yeah, hundred percent because he scores. <laughs> he knows how to get in positions to score. That's what we need, right? For me, El Kabi, like you guys said, is a fantastic option. But oftentimes, he's caught offside or he's caught behind the defenders. And in Martinez's system, it looks more like they were trying to get the ball to his feet at times, right? Fortunis would play a pass or Bodens would play a pass. And they'd be asking him, you know, or they'd be passing it to him. But he would be behind the defense. Oh, here's Addy again. He'd be de- behind the defenders, right? He like if there are better options, regardless. I'm gonna say this too. If there are better options, regardless of salary, regardless of value in the transfer market, regardless of age, if if I have A and B and A is better than B, I'm going to play A regardless of all those things. And I think that we struggle to see past that, right? We often look at age or height or, or value or wage, whatever it is. If one player is better, we should be playing him, right? 
I don't I don't know what you think about like if Costulas were to come in today and the coach, the new coach, he sees him in training and he's like, holy crap, this kid's amazing. And then he sees Okabi, right? Obviously someone that we brought in for free, but someone that probably will have a higher wage bill than Costulas, who's from the youth academy, right? Just because he's making more does not make him better. So if there's Alcabi and Costulas and he likes Alcabi or if and he likes Costulas better but continues to play Alcabi, that's a problem. Why don't we just play the best players giving us the best chance to win the game? That's what I think a lot of these coaches that come in, they struggle to see that. I'm not sure your your opinions on that. I saw you nod a couple of times. I'm not sure if you completely agree, but do you have anything to add to that, Dionisi? Like, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, your point would be amazing if we were talking about the normal league, but we are talking about the Greek league. So there is always an outside. Uh, how's it called? Don't know. I don't remember the word, but there is always something else other than quality playing right. apart whether it's money like Ari said whether it's relationships with uh, with the coach like we'd say in, sometimes with even Martins it's not here it's never only about quality yeah it's it's unfortunate I'm hoping that if if this coach I'm going to say that if, if this coach is coming in just to continue and we're going to repeat the same process, that's not, that's not progressing the club at all. That's regressing. That's, that's like, if, if we're just going to do the same thing over and over, we're wasting time and we're wasting resources. Right. So what's the point? We do need a project. And I thought Martinez was going to be that project. That was actually a very good segue to what we wanted to talk about today as well. Martinez was always destined to leave early? Or was this more a panic axe of the manager from Marinakis or whoever did this. I'm not even sure who wanted him out in the first place because I know I sure as hell didn't. And I know that a lot of other fans did not either. Who's who is the one to ax him? Do either of you guys know? It's a hundred percent panic, but it's also in a way it is like he was kind of destined to, to fail because look, look when, when you are, two and a half months or sorry, three months into a season, right? And you find out that the sporting director that's been advertised as the guy that's going to rebuild the infrastructure of the club from the inside out has now been repurposed as a, a global director for the new Marinakis football group, quote unquote. What does that tell you about the project? What, it, what, it, what that, that gives nobody any confidence, especially, especially Diego Martinez. Now the guy that brought him in, is going on to bigger and bigger, bigger and better things. He's not there to protect him anymore. He's not there to support him. You know, he's now an, an afterthought. So all, all of this plays into that a little bit. 
right? So all of these things happening, it, it makes this issue continue. Now, Diego Martinez, I'm going to tell you, did not make a lot of friends in the media. He cut off access to media in Greece. They did, uh, and guys whose livelihoods depend on having that access to leak were very upset. A lot of people were raring, ready for him to get fired. So that doesn't help on the one hand. On, on the second hand, you have a group, you have a group of people. Uh, well, it's, it's the Greek mentality that we have to win now. There's no patience for projects. And things aren't going our way. They, the first people, person we always blame, the coach. Need I remind you, we don't cop the minus four from, from the Crotida or with a firecracker or whatever, whatever it is. Uh, we're, we're sitting in first place even with the result against Volos yesterday. You know what I mean? The, he, it's, that's not his fault, but I digress. And all of this comes to a head because then when it comes to a point where we get agitated, the egos are flaring, uh, you know, gate seven's getting up in arms, then we, we, we get upset, we fire the coach. But then we fire the coach and we can't get anybody to come in. Nobody. Nobody wants to take this job. Who wants to come to Olympiacos? Who wants to come here and deal with this crap? Nobody. Nobody does. So then we get stuck with a guy like Carvajal. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the, taxes, the tactics analysis on him. I'm actually going to be recording that tonight. And a lot of people aren't super excited about it. And spoiler alert, I can't – there's nothing that I'm going to be able to tell you in the analysis that's really going to make you feel that much better about him. I'll give you, there's pro, plenty of context, but that's it. And, and, and you know, what's funny. I said to my father, we were in Greece watching the first game of the season, 40 seconds in Fortuny scores a goal. I said to my dad, I said, we cannot fire Martinez. This can't go sideways like this. This is a great start. This is good. We're up one game. We get eight wins or eight unbeaten. We go unbeaten in eight games or something like that, right? Um, and we're all on board with the project. And then the Pauk thing happens, Pauk game, and the Rewaf thing happens, right? So my theory, I'm not sure, I, I don't have all the information on it, but it kind of seems to me like the Real Ave takeover and the Bauk game happened kind of back-to-back, -back, right? So maybe the players and the coaching staff, like the 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 that sort of group of, of people, maybe they were late to find out aside from like Marinakis's camp, right? Like his, his close, the people he keeps close, right? If they were to inform the team about what was happening before the Pauk game, and then that kind of busted up a rhythm, or even if it was the Panathinaikos conundrum, whatever happened at that game, um, could that have really affected a locker room that much? Is, is is that why it's going downhill or is there something deeper at play? Again, we don't know because the club don't, they don't talk, right? 
Vilnisi, like, what do you, what do you think? Do you think it's more has to do with the real live takeover, or is it the coach? The coach. I think the coach got mostly affected by the. I mean, it's not only the takeover. There is, as always with Greek football, I keep saying that. There is like five million background things that no one knows because no one talks. Of course. So that media sudden results, of course, Cordon just suddenly leaving after two months, however long was it. Everything just piles up to lead to what we see now, basically. Yeah. And and that's exactly it. What what you just said is exactly it. Because us speculating right now about what happened is a result of them not communicating. If we knew what was happening, we wouldn't be speculating, but we are because they haven't told us what happened. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's very frustrating. We just want to know what's going on. We want to know where this team is headed, where this club is headed, because if it's headed for a repeat of last season, count me out. I don't, want to sit through that again that was terrible I, I i'd rather see a project being built not just 11 players on a field collecting a paycheck you know what i mean like adi i don't know if you got thoughts about that but that's that's how i see it personally um i think everybody agrees with have. you no i think most people agree with you there i for look for me I, I believe 100%. Uh, I don't, honestly, I don't think the Rio Ave thing, I don't think the players care about that, to be honest with you. It's the, but the Balk game was the big. That 100% had a huge impact on, on, the, on the mood and the atmosphere. It definitely had an impact on the locker room. That's 100% sure. And I, I think that that was kind of like a tipping point. We, when things were going well, even over the summer, we, we had a, and we talked about it on one of the, the shows we did a, a couple of weeks ago. We had heard from a player, uh, name I won't disclose, that told us the, the problem is that we have too many lone players. Uh, too many guys that, you know, don't really have a stake in anything. They're loans and they're here to get minutes, whatever. So kind of like telling us that that was, a recipe for disaster kind of in the waiting. Now things were going well, things seemed to be going pretty decently. Then all of a sudden we're not playing super well. And all, and then of course you have the, 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 the embarrassing loss to Falk. And that I think was like the, the major, what do they call that? Like climax event that pushed in the rest of this because shattered morale. And then you saw what happened after that. I mean, even the games against the non-rival teams, Asteras and Panetolikos, uh, like we had nothing. We had to get bailed out by Costas Fortunis in both games. Then, then we get pounded by Freiburg and then Volos. It's, all of that is a result of the Balk game. But the Balk game, what that did was it exposed a – kind of underlying problem that had always been there, but was masked because we were doing well early. And this, this is, these are all problems that we talked about in the summer. 
could be an issue facing because even if we did well this year, a, another rebuild has to happen with all these loan players, the players we talked about that are out of contract, and it's it's not it's not good. So at this point, with the new with the new sporting director and the new coach, the only thing you can do is get rid of the ones you know aren't going to be a part of the team anymore, and and build from that. Cut the squad down even further. Bring in who you can. No more panic buys. Bring in somebody that you think you're going to get long term, and if you can't find somebody on the market, you you promote somebody from within. What are your thoughts, Theonisi? I agree with you, Adi. Can't say anything more. To be honest, it's exactly that. It's just exactly that. It is. Yeah, and I I feel like a bit of that might come down to the players as well because. As much as that is, as much of a four-two loss to Bauk sucks hard. I can't even imagine how much it sucks for the players. But some of these guys are experienced professionals. Okay, um, they've probably gone through rough things in their career to begin with. Obviously, again, like I said, more the experienced professionals. It doesn't seem like there was too crazy of a mindset that was being kind of instilled on the club and 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 in the locker room. There certainly was like a positive aspect to Martinez, but it it still didn't seem like that killer fighter die type of type of mentality that we're so used to seeing. And to to think that a four two lost to Balkan completely just blow up the entire roster. I, I I have to think there's something deeper at play, right? Or can that just completely ruin players' egos? Like, what do you think? It's not just a 4 four nothing loss. Though. Like, forget the 4-2, the two consolation mm. goals. It was 4 nothing at halftime. Yes. 4 nothing. That was horrible. <laughs> and it was in the castle. It was in the Karaskaiki. That is unacceptable, unfathomable. That is like, it's not just the result. It's where it happened and how it happened. That is all of that. It's That's a gut punch and a half. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, honestly, that that's very true. To lose like that in your home stadium, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe I'm thinking a bit too deep about it. Maybe it might just be me, you know, conspiracy nut. But, you know, I I, I can see what exactly what you're saying, Adi. So, you know what? I, I take back my comments. That's very true. Um, Dionisi, you got anything on that? The only thing I can add is that some people like the loans. Like, I hate to bring him up, but because I genuinely don't like the guy at all, but people like Scarpa don't belong here. Like, you see the guy posting stories about whatever the fuck, like, skating, I think it was at some point, like, <laughs> movies and shit, while the team is playing. Like, why are you here? <laughs> That's... That's another thing, right? How are you expected to build up a core group of players when 
the core group is going to be gone in six months. In six months, we're going to be down to the bare bones, the bare minimum of what we have in the team. So I said we were going to do this earlier. We'll just do this now. Um, We're going to do quick keep or sell. If you could keep them or if you could sell them. You know what I mean? Um, Everything out on the table. So I'm not going to include guys like Hezzy. I'm not going to include guys like uh, Ortega. They're here. We just purchased them. I don't. I don't think they'll be going anywhere. I don't know if you guys disagree. Essa is a is a doubt for me because I don't know. I think if a good offer comes out for him, I think he's gone. That's my worry. He's he's been an excellent player this year, and ah uh, man, I was I was hoping you guys weren't going to say that. So I would be more optimistic because that is exactly what I was thinking. But regardless, um, so Ibora and Kini, I'm pretty sure are ready to go. Would you guys keep either of them? No. (laughs) I don't know how true they are because you can never really trust uh, Greek reports, but there are talks that they are out. Yeah, basically. Oh. I don't have a problem with that. Especially um, Kini. Yeah, he um he's made quite a few shocking mistakes. We'll call them that. Um, what other players can we throw in there? Alexandropoulos. Right, keep, but four is too much for me. Is too much. Um, it's a four million transfer. That's what it's uh, 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 buyout. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah the, the buyout. Thank Okay. Okay. What about you, Adi? I'm keeping my baby boy. Yeah. From my, he's from my Babu's Korea, but I think we oh, can get him right. to last like two years. Yes. Million. Yeah, well, I think he's been a good piece for this season. He played really well in a few games where I, I just thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? We got to bring this guy in. We got to put pen to paper. <laughs> um, so I, I agree with both of you. Um, I mean, Daniel he's the Paul. reason we're in the Europa League. Yes. You think about yeah. it. That, that was um, a crazy moment for us. When, when he scored that goal, that was a pretty intense game. And, and um, you can only imagine as a player how that is in a different country, being able to score a goal like that. And he just so sh- showed so much passion when he scored and the celebration, you know, and it was nice to see, especially from an ex Panathinaikos player. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I agree with both of you. Uh, what about Daniel Potence? That's a tough there's one. no way. There's no way he stays. Yeah, that's what I think is right. <laughs> I um. I also think. I think it's a five million buyout clause. Five, five point five. It's something like that. Way yeah. too, way too much, in my opinion. Um, that's not something we can afford. 
and his 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 um we could find a bargain at that position especially if cordon is still involved in transfers look at the players that we were able to bring in um alexandropoulos and polens he brought them in on loan deals but still he had no money he couldn't do anything else and i think that's a part of the loan deals but regardless um what else could we throw in there um Fortunis, obviously, I think we all want to keep. Um, I'm not expecting any other opinion from any Olympiacos fan. He's been unfreaking believable this year. Um, just, a, just a solid captain. I like him. Um, as captain, yeah, I like him. I'm not sure if you guys agree. We'll do that. Do, would you guys keep him as captain? Yeah. No. No, no. Why not? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep Fortuny as captain. No. Who? who? I get why, but yeah, who else? Mm-hmm. Who? Who would be better equipped? Oh, of the team that we have now, oh, unfortunately, yeah. nobody. Yeah. Uh, the, there's no other. I, I meant like at end of the season. I'm looking for somebody else that that can be captain of the team. There's. But- there's other vocal. There's other vocal guys. It's but because like Costa is not. He's not a. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the personality to be a leader. That's something that everybody has told us. That's something that's like completely consistent. He he. It's he's a guy because he's so good. He leads by example. But in cases like this, when you're down in the dumps and you need a guy, you need a guy to scream at you. You need a guy that's going to pick you up. And that's not that's not Costa's character. And it's crazy because it's not it's not really Retzos's character either. It's not Pascalakis. That's not really his character either. Um I dare you it is Pascalakis, to be honest. Sorry? I dare you that it would be Pascalakis, but I don't know if he'll stay. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing, right? I think I'm I'm almost ready to see a bit more at Solakis as well. Um, what do you guys think? Would you start? Would you start next season with Solakis, or would you bring in another keeper? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I, yeah, I am as well. Thank you, Pascalakis. Thank you, Pascalakis. Give me Solakis all the way. The, Olebas, in the interview we did with Olebas, he had such great that, yeah. things to say about him, about Tulakis. Actually, everybody does. Even um, uh, Nico Polizzi had great things to say about him. I interviewed two years ago a goalkeeper coach for Libyakos, Kalugerakos uh, was his name, and he told me the same thing. He's like, listen, Tulakis is one of the most talented goalkeepers at a young age. Just let him fly. He needed confidence. He looks like he has it. Bring him on. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because he is the type of player. The camera will go to him, and he'll be fully smiling every single time the camera is on him. You know what I mean? Fully smiling, happy to be there. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if he's just a positive person or if he just absolutely loves the game. Either way, I think that's a great mentality to have um looks like uh Leonis is having a bit of trouble there but 
Um, I agree with you 100%. That's fantastic to hear from people like Olebas, who was a fantastic player himself. And that goalie coach, that's amazing that he's saying that um, about a current player in the A team that's from our youth academy. It's, it's nice to see. It's nice to hear things like that. Um, for the next player, I've, I've always thought he's kind of flown under the radar since his arrival. And I always hear a lot of mixed opinions about him, but some people really just don't like him. But I think that Masuras is a great player to have in the squad. He scores. He gets himself in good positions. He's a hard worker. Tactically, he also seems like he somewhat understands um, football philosophy uh, to an extent. What do you think? Would you would you keep Masuras around? Absolutely. You have to keep him. Yeah. It, he's not like we we have this discussion about him all the time. <laughs> people people do love to hate Masuras, and it's like, yeah, he's not the most. He's not he's not a winger that can run on players, defenders, and take them on. But he is a hustler. He makes great runs behind the defenders. He does everything the coach asks. Diego Martinez brought that up about him and Alex Adropoulos. Like they they hustle the whole time. They'll do exactly what you ask of them. So you, you got to have players like that. You know, in an ideal Olympiacos, in a proper Olympiacos, he's probably a squad player, but he's a great mm. squad player to have. So you, you, we have to keep him and, and continue to play with him. I agree for sure. Um, welcome back, Dionisi. Um, we are just talking about Masuras and how he's really been playing well this season. Um, would you keep him around? You have to, right? Yeah. I mean, he's always been a, with. I think it was with Martins that we that we got Masuras, but he's always been a vital part of the team. Mm. I wouldn't have him as a starter, like we said earlier, but I definitely keep him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think uh, uh, Ari and I both said similar things to you, so I think we can all agree on that one. Um. I'm trying to think of other players. Obviously, there's Pep Biel. I have never been a fan of Pep Biel, personally. Sad story. He's not a bad player. We're misusing him 100%, but I think even if we were using him correctly, he doesn't have... He's not... I don't want to say he 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 lacks. Um, he's not the type to go out and like fight constantly, right? Like he's a flair type of player almost. His dribbling is fantastic. He's got really good feet. Um, but here he just hasn't looked like that player that would fight, you know? Um, I would personally keep him if we didn't get a good offer in but sell them if we did get a good offer. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? He and the hair can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. I can, I yeah. can see why you say that. Again, I'm, 
I'm trying to play devil's advocate a bit in some of these arguments, which is why I'm kind of stumbling over my words today. But um, then you see, I'll let you talk, man. <laughs> I, even though I, from the first day, I never liked the guy, but like you said, he's not a bad player. He's not a bad player. You just have to say what if, like, yeah, yeah. Well, under different circumstances, things might have been different, you know. If he came into the squad last year and we continued on like we we had in previous seasons, you never know. He could have been a great player for us. It just sucks that he's clearly lost all his confidence and all his all all the care for football at this moment because he honestly it does not look like he cares about the club um which is kind of the vibe i've been picking up on but regardless pep biel i think we can all agree is a sell um on loan we have scarpa we have biancon we have god i'm not even gonna go through them all I think for it's most of the loan players, yeah, for most of the loan players, they can all go. I haven't seen any that I truly would want to keep around, aside from maybe, maybe, Perozo, maybe. That's a hard maybe. Just because he's younger, but like if, if we're going to have a young talent like that in there, I'd rather him be a Greek uh, like youth player, you know what I mean? Um, but if he's not as good, he's not as good. Regardless, Jackson Proso, what do you guys think? Keep as a squad player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd argue for Biancon as well, but time will tell, of course. Yeah. Hasn't really played much yet. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ari? I would keep Porozo if we can secure him on permanent. He's still young and he's he looked better than the majority of our center back options until he got hurt. So right. I'm okay with him. He's does he take up air. an EU spot? Like does he no, take up one of the no? He's foreigner. Oh, okay. He's from Ecuador. Right, right. He doesn't have a European passport, does he? No, no, no. No? Okay. Ah, that's that could pose some of an issue in the future, but again, time will tell um i'd say that's a good shout i would be completely fine if we kept him for sure um he's good in the air i really like that about him um looks like a solid defender good good marking um do we have a bio club for him that i do not know i didn't see one if we did yeah hmm well, that's a shame. We'll have to see how, how it uh, turns out with the end of the season, but uh, we're getting on to like an hour and 30, so we'll close it down soon. But um, what else is there to talk about? Maybe Jovetic? What do you guys think in terms of Jovetic? I can admit how wrong I was. <laughs> what do you think, Dionisi? I think you, as time goes on, of course, with a return date for his injury, as far as I can see, at least unknown. I think he was a panic buy. Not as bad as a 
חמש פאניק בית, בצליל לפאניק בית. שאי וודנט, ווויט קאן דפנטלי פיינד, או איבן ברינק אפ שומן בטר. What about you, Ari? I don't think he's the, the nine we need. He's definitely talented. I mean, he's got such a clean touch. His first touch is so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. the, his, we, but that's not, unfortunately, his mold. Like, he's, you could tell this guy obviously is a false nine. But we don't, yeah. have, we don't have the system right now to, to function with him. So, and he can't run as much. We, we need a different mold of a striker. Otherwise, in a normal world, maybe I'd say yes, but right now, no. I'm, I'm no. Yeah, I, I agree with you both. And the funny thing is, I was listening to ESPN FC earlier today, and Nita Manure was talking about players who have scored in all, all the big leagues. And Stefan Jovetic was brought up into the conversation. And Nadam was saying that he had talked to coaches from the Montenegrin uh, national team. Um, he played against a 16-year-old Stevan Jovetic. And they were all saying how he was fantastic. Like, just, a, just an amazing player. Um, super talented. Um, sky's the limit type of player, right? He's now 32. C32? I'll check that. So, He's 34. Like that. Oh, okay. And th- that's the type of profile we want to bring in as a 34-year-old striker to back up El Kabi. We, we should have just brought up Gustulas instead, right? Um, and these are all things that the fans have said. Adi said, I'm pretty sure on your podcast, you guys said, we would rather have someone else. And sure enough, here we are, almost in January, still saying that. And it's things like that that really um that really suck sometimes just because we we can see we can see what is trying to be done. But sometimes what has to be done is better for the club type of thing. You know what I mean? And it, sometimes we can't split the two up. What are your thoughts, Leonisi? I, I don't see. It's one of the things that I really don't know what to say about a lot. It's not just COVID. It's like yeah. a lot of players are not what we need like at all. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to to a question more or less about what you were talking about. Does anyone go in January? Or do we wait? <laughs> who who do you move on? Who do you move on? I can't think of many names that we can realistically move on. I can think of loans we can cancel, to be honest. That would be great. Freire and Solbakken were the two that came to my head immediately. I would I would like them gone. Um I don't Scarpa? think they Scarpa. I'll rent this myself. Didn't realize he was here, in all honesty. Sometimes Scarpa 
completely escapes my mind just because he doesn't play too much. And when he does, he's invisible. But regardless. He's uh, in with posting about movies. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Where are these deals coming from? Because there needs to be someone with a bit of sense in there who's saying instead of instead of picking up a 34-year-old striker who's past his best, he's good. Like Adi said, he's he is a good player. 100%. You can see it in the way he moves and the way, you know, he plays with 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 the squad in general under Martinez, right? Like he, he he's solid. But there's got to be someone in there with sense when these deals are happening saying, "Oh, we probably shouldn't buy this guy because we have a guy with similar qualities that we can build up into that type of striker." You know what I mean? Um, or even there's this option that's also here on the table that we could pick up on a permanent deal for less and he's younger, whatever the case is. Just someone that can talk sense through all the options and then they pick the player that they want to bring in because it it really does look like a lot of these players are panic buys or, the, or, or they're added in a sort of hectic panicky type of way what like what would you say would you agree with that Dionisi? if you talk about uh scarpa for example i don't know mm. if you remember what happened last summer where he didn't want to come here and the whole fuss was thrown he was there were talks about him coming in i don't remember if it was summer or winter then he ended up in nottingham didn't get no games and now we're where we are. But in general, I don't know if it's panic buys or if it's like the Nottingham guys, if it's recovery loans. Let me phrase it like that. Because whoever is in here, especially from Nottingham, hadn't gotten a game in like at least months, if I'm not completely wrong mm. like uh, Richard's injured for a very long time mm. uh, Biancon didn't play for a while Scarpa played like two games I think yeah I agree what about you Ari uh, well Biancon we, we own he's on a three year contract I think oh so, I didn't know that Yes, oh, I didn't he, know that as well. Yes, remember, this year, the loan limit dropped. You can only have seven players. So oh, we weren't allowed to loan yeah. another. So we own him. We own Bianco, and he was a free transfer. Okay. So, I'm, and he actually, I'm not going to lie, he didn't look half bad against Bolos, so. Uh, yeah. A lot better than his first match, so. Mm. But Omar, man, Omar Richards. He's he's actually God. He's actually such a talented player. It's just his injuries are really bad, and I don't think we're gonna ever see him out in the winter. Fine by me. I don't. You think yeah. he won't play at all? I don't. Honestly, when I remember when I did the scouting report and I was reading through the injury history and like what he was cut, recovering from, I I wasn't expecting him to play the first half of the season. To be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, 
if if we knew that he was recovering recovering from an injury like that, why bring him in? Especially if we already have Rusai on the bench, you know who can who can fill that position. We have Kenny again can fill the position, not perfectly, but um, regardless, we did have options there. It's not like we needed Omar Richards desperately, right? Um, it just it, it makes you think. Um, going on about an hour 35 right now. So what I'm going to get you guys to do is just give a general opinion on Martinez and how you think his stint went with the club. If you want to give it a grade, maybe um, one to 10. Grading something that got massively influenced by background decision is very hard. Yeah. And also something that was cut short, a stint that something was cut short. That so that was cut very short. Yeah. But do your best. Um if it's impossible, it's impossible. I guess a six if you want it on maybe a seven speaking uh, football-wise only, because as Ari said, if the thing with the Panathinaikos game didn't happen, we're still first. Like even after the Volos game, we're still first. And I do think he would have gotten us into the Conference League, and I do think that's what he was supposed to do. Like, I was positive, but I didn't really have hopes about the the Europa League because of how last season went mostly. Because the squad is basically an unfinished for a... How do you say it? A not... A not well-planned rebuild, to be honest. Yeah, I have to agree. Um those are very good, uh, very good points there, Vinici. Um I can't, I can't help but agree with you. Um, I'll, I'll move it right on to you, Adi. Um, I'll let you go ahead. If, if I'm grading him on what my expectations were, my expectations at the beginning of the summer was conference league. I wasn't really expecting to get very far in anything. And I'm, I didn't expect us to be competing for a title this season. That was just me personally. So he made it into the Europa League group stages with quite literally the same squad we finished the disaster season last year with and, and three loans. So Ibora Freire and uh, Kimi. So he managed to get into the Europa League group stage for that. We, were, we are first place without the four-point deduction. So that's not his fault. He earned enough points to put us into first place. That's what I look at. And, okay, we had a really bad loss against Bob. We had the really bad loss against Freiburg. Dropped points against Bashka Topolo, which we never should have. We get those points. We're still, well, not anymore. But we get those points, then it's shoo-in for Conference League now. And we probably still have a chance at uh, Europa League for knockouts. So for me, it's at this point. At this point, in the time he's fired, 
sure the football wasn't being played well. He also had his issues. He wasn't perfect. You know, he was a, not a very good game manager from what we saw. But there was a rhythm. He he was getting the best out of Costas Fortunis. He was getting a lot out of Daniel Podence uh, before his injury. So, and all of this when we didn't have really much of a budget. We had huge financial fair play concerns. We had to sell $20 million worth of players to, to balance the books and to not get hit with an FFP fine or, or possibly a player transfer ban. So all of that had to be done, minimal transfer, minimal budget. And, and in the end, we, without outside issues or the issues off the field, we're still in first place. So uh, I, I, give him, I give him at least a six and a half, maybe a seven. Yeah, can't help but agree with you again. Like both of you raise great points. I was expecting similar things to you, Adi. I wasn't expecting this massive run where we're going to go to the freaking Europa League semifinals. I was not expecting that. Um, From what I was hearing... This was supposed to be a multi-year project. That's what I was hearing when Martinez first came around. Two at least. Two. Um, It's December 5th. He was appointed in July? Or June? I think it was July. That seems like a lot less than two years to me. Um, I also think we didn't give him enough time. Um, obviously some things are out of his control, but I feel like when we started this season, there was a lot of hope and we were giving him a lot of praise for how the team was doing, especially in that first little bit of the campaign where we were just on top of the freaking world. Like we were playing really good football, but like nothing lasts forever. That's kind of the lesson to take from this first half of the season. Right? Like it's almost like, it's almost like, um, we were in a tunnel and we saw the light at the end, but then the tunnel just caved in almost. You know what I mean? Um, it's just too bad about Martinez. Uh, there were some there were some flaws, but there there were a lot of positives uh, to what we saw. Again, it's just, it's just a shame. I, I give him a seven. He was appointed the first of July. First of July. Yeah. I'm just taking a minute. I'm I'm going to I'm going to take a minute because I'm going to say this again. I've said this a few times. This is our 6th 6th manager, 6th manager in 2 years, 2. 2 years, 6 managers, guys. We we really have to think about that for a second because that's not a proper way to run a football club you can't it's not about putting out fires it's about 
building something that will be hard to catch on fire. You know what I mean? It's not about putting it out. It's about building something that's fire resistant or close to it. At least from like the way I think of it type of thing. Um, I could be talking straight nonsense, but all I know is two managers or six managers, two years is not good. Um, it's a car. Yeah. No reason at all. No. But we are running a very long show tonight. And Dionisi, I'm sure you're exhausted, my friend. So I will let you get to sleep. Um, Adi, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's, uh, it's a pleasure you, to have man. you. Good to good to be on the show finally with you. We'll hopefully uh, see you again soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And uh, great work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you hey, so much. The pleasure's ours, my friend. Um, like I said, we'll we'll be in contact again at some point. But um, yeah, everyone take care. Be safe out there. And uh, we will one day get back. I have no doubt in my mind that one day we will get back. We will be back. That day is not today, but that, that day, day will won't come. be for a while, but we will be back. For that day will come. I promise. I don't promise, but I hope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody, good night or good morning, wherever you're watching from. This is Trelos Global, and you can find us on all social media platforms under that name. It's Trelos Global T. H-R-Y-L-O-S. Thank you very much for tuning in. Take care, Dionisianari. This is Will. I'm your host and signing off for today. Thanks, guys.